You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. So, um, I want to I want you guys to repeat after me. I want you to say say what God? All right. One, two, three, say what, God? What? All right, let's do this. So let's do Romans 10, 17. Um, and my title is, Say What, God? Um, so Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So Father God, thank you so much. I am so humbled every time that I'm up here, and I, I just thank you so much for this word, and I pray that um, you will just use me and this message will be a message that will impact lives and it'll be a message that people need to hear. So thank you so much in Jesus name. And so right here, Romans ten seventeen says, so then faith comes by hearing. And when it says hearing, it doesn't mean logos, the written word of God. It means hearing by the spirit. The Spirit of God. And so I don't know how many of you have heard the voice of God. Or maybe even think, God, are you even real? I don't even I don't even know if you speak. Do you even speak? Or are you saying, God, uh, I thought you were just a one-way conversation. I speak to you and you never speak to me. <laughs> you know, for many times I always thought that was how God was, that He was just a God that I just kept talking to, but He never spoke to me. Um, I remember this one time I was trying to um, figure out what college I wanted to go to. And uh, my mentor was like, oh yeah, if I can't hear God's voice, I just um, write all these papers and put it in a hat and then pray over it and then pick one out and just trust that it's God's will. <laughs> so um, yeah, it is biblical. It's called Casting Lots. So a shout out to Christy and Cleve. Thank you guys. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> and so I was here and I'm like, I felt God say, I want you to go to Bible school. And I was like, I don't know what Bible school I want to go to. I went to all these different Bible schools, uh, just to check them out. And then I was frustrated because I wanted to go to the exact one that God wanted me to go to, but I didn't really know how to hear God's voice. And when my mentor told me that, I said, okay, I'm going to put all these names of Bible colleges in a hat. And I'm going to, and that night I remember I was like, the lights were dim. I had the ambiance, you know, and the, and the worship music in the background. It's like praying over it. And I said, God, speak to me. <laughs> and then I put my hand in the hat and pulled out. And I opened it up. Bethany University. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go to Bethany. Because my, um, my church... Everyone went to Bethany. So I didn't want to fit the stereotype of everyone. So I said, oh, this is wrong. I must have heard God wrong. Put it back in the hat. And then I, I shook it up again. God, speak to me. And I put my hand in again, and I opened up Bethany. I must be hearing third luck is a charm. <laughs> and then I put it back in, and I said, God, speak to me for reals this time. And then I pulled it out. 
guys did it 10 times and eight out of 10 it said bethany <laughs> a lot. A lot? Wow. Yeah. And then I said, fine, I get the clue. You want me to go to Bethany University? <laughs> so then I went, to, and that's how I ended up going to Bethany University. And, um, and so I realized that, you know, when you hear the voice of God, God wants to speak to you. It's not a one-way thing. He wants to have an actual relationship with you. And it's the most amazing thing. Um, and if you're wondering, okay, so how do I hear the voice of God? And, um, well, the first way is you ask. Ask, God, can I hear your voice? And it's just that simple. I remember um, last, last year, Jen came up to me and said, how, how do you hear the voice of God? And I told her, I said, just ask. And she was startled. It's that simple? Yeah, it's that simple. All you have to do is ask. Because in Matthew 7, 7 through 8, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. It's just that simple. That's how much God loves you. That's how much he wants a relationship with you. It's not just a one way. He's saying, just ask, ask me. Just ask anything, because I, I want to respond back to you. That's how amazing he is. He's not just a one-way conversation kind of guy. Yes, he's the almighty God, but he's an almighty God that is actually our Abba Father. He's the one who loves you unconditionally, and he wants to have relationship with you. And I remember, um, I, so I was practicing, and I said, God, I want to get to know you, and I want to have a conversation with you. I can't hear your voice, but I'm going to try it. So I said, God, what's your favorite fruit? If you don't know me, I love fruits. <laughs> and then I was sitting there, and I didn't hear anything. Anyways, a year or two later after that, I was in Bible school and I kept practicing hearing the voice of God. I remember I was right on my bed and I heard him say, my favorite fruit is all the fruits because I created them all. Typical answer. <laughs> Typical, of course it would be all. And so it just really touched my heart because back then when I was like, God, I want to hear you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to know you. Even though I didn't know how to hear his voice back then I, and I was still working on it, he never forgot when I asked him that question. And so when I started to practice in hearing his voice, even though at that time I wasn't even seeking his voice, he still remembered that question and he still answered it because I asked. I thought that's so powerful. <laughs> and I want to talk about why is it important to hear the voice of God? It is so important because um, we're all humans and, um, you know, yes, we're all, you have pastors, you have preachers, but they're also humans as well. And so you have to really hear the voice of God and say, God, is this what the word I'm hearing, is this correct? And for example, back in the day, let me tell you, there are some popes out there who wanted to create a business. You know what kind of business they created? Pay up and your sins shall be forgiven. <laughs> it's called the indulgence of sin. Back in the Catholic days, they did that. And so these Catholic priests would say, hey, if you pay me so much money, guess what? Uh, your sins will also be forgiven that way. So pay up, pay up. And you know, that's nothing biblical in that. Yes, they were the head priest. Yes, they were seen as a religious, the voice of God. But sometimes we need to really pray and say, God, is this of you? Is this really of you? That's why it's so important to hear the voice of God yourself. 
not just only rely on humans, because we all make mistakes. Another reason that hearing the voice of God is because I remember when I went into Bible school, it's very, very worldly. I was like, I was a street racer. It was very like, yeah, kind of, you know, like, ooh, I like to wear tube tops. And you went to Bible school. Oh, she did not wear that tube top. She needs to cover her shoulders. <laughs> and so in Bible school, everyone talked. Everyone talked. I felt the most judged there. And when I was there, I remember my first year, I said, God, you called me to Bible school, but everyone here is judging me. And then at that moment, I said, is that a reflection of you? Is that a reflection of you? Because I'm here with a bunch of people in ministry who's studying to be in ministry, who are called to be pastors, who are called to be evangelists, who are called to be prophets, who are called to you know, be messengers of God. And I said, is this how you view me? Is this how you view me, God? That even though I'm screwed up, even though I'm messed up, even though I'm dealing with a lot of things that people in the midst of this Bible school look at me like that? Is that your eyes? And I started crying, and I was so fearful of God. I said, God, you hate me. I kept telling. When I started feeling the judgment of my peers, I said, God, you hate me because this is a, this, they must be the resemblance of how you feel about me. And so I went through so much hell when I went to Bible school, and I was so scared to go into even chapel. We're required to go to chapel like four times a week. It was a requirement in Bible school. And I would come in trembling, crying, and say, God, I'm in here, and you hate me. You hate me, God. And I was so sad because I thought that what everyone resembled was a resemblance of who God thought I was. And one time I remember I was in my lobby and I, I could shut the door and it was I, it's like a little private room in my uh, dorm room and I just started crying. I said, God, I'm so scared of you. I'm so scared that you hate me so much. And, and when, he, when I was crying and I was crying, I remember I felt the love of God just love on me. And at that moment I said, wow. These people, these Christians, were not the resemblance of God. I had to have a personal encounter with God to know that he loved me for me. And what people resembled was their own issues. We all have issues. I don't have hate towards them. Even I, I have issues. Everyone has issues. But I realized <laughs> having that personal encounter with God really meant a lot to me. Because if I didn't have that personal encounter with God, I would have thought all those people that were going to Christian school were going to be pastors and evangelists and prophets. That was the resemblance of God, but that wasn't. The resemblance of God was when I had the encounter. And God said, I love you. I love you unconditionally. And I love you despite your screw-ups, the things you're going through, the, the pain and agony. But I love you, and I'm going to heal you. And I said, wow, that's what it means to have an encounter with God. That's why it's so important to begin to hear God's voice. And when God speaks to you, he always speaks amazing things to you. It's always positive. It's always uplifting because he loves you, and he has great plans for you. For Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Saying even what you think about yourself 
God is saying, I think even greater. I even think greater than what you think. If you think you're a millionaire, well, guess what? God is saying, I think, I believe that you're going to be a billionaire. These are the things that God, whatever things you think, God is already one step ahead of you. He's saying, no, you're still thinking too small because I, he, he's like, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, the plans to prosper you, to give you hope in a future. And he's saying, and it's like, if God is like, no, what you think? No, I, I, I'm just one step above. That's so powerful of knowing who God is. And so here I am practicing the voice of God. So point two is practice. It's when you begin to ask, you need to practice. Um, so Matthew 14, 23 says, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. So Jesus, he would spend time alone with God. And I believe that alone time, that's when he really sought after God. And that's when he really heard the voice of God. So I feel like when you ask God, Practice and say, God, speak to me. Whatever it is, for me, what I do is I journal. Every day I say, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. And I'll write, and I'll write, and I'll write. And I have so many journals. I'm a big journaler. <laughs> and I'll just keep practicing, and I'll keep practicing, and I'll keep practicing. And then when I, when I feel like, okay, I'm ready to take a step of faith, which is my third point, um, it's activate in faith. So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So when you activate in hearing his voice, that means, that means, this means it's like, okay, God speak to me. And then he tells you something and then you just do it. And a lot of times people are like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to hear what God is saying because what if I'm wrong? That's a question. It takes a lot of faith to say, God, I trust that I'm hearing you in the spirit. I'm just going to activate it. And um, you know what? It's better to be wrong than to be right and not fulfill the promise of God. And, um, you know, I heard a long time ago from Kim Clement. And he is this big, huge prophet that just passed away. He uh, prophesied that Donald Trump was going to be president like 10 years ago, he is just like the prophet of prophets. I've never seen anyone so prophetic than um, Kim Clement. And he even said that he's 70% accurate and 30% wrong. So if you're asking me, well, what is the difference between a false prophet and a real prophet? Well, great question. <laughs> so um, both of them, even false prophets, prophesy accurately. So you go to psychics. Do you think that these psychics are telling all these people um, these words and then all of a sudden their words aren't coming to pass? No, <laughs> or else they would be out of business. So even psychics can even fortune tell the future. So what is the difference between a, a prophet and someone who seeks another realm, a psychic or um, a false prophet? The difference is that I realize is that a false prophet they don't serve Jesus. They serve another I being. And then prophets, true prophets, serve the Lord. Both can be accurate and both can be wrong. But it's who we serve as our God. And so um, a great example, in Acts 16, 17 through 18, it says, This girl followed Paul 
and us. This is Paul and Silas. And they cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who claim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. Whoo, she did this for many days. Would you be so annoyed? It kind of reminded me when I read that. It reminded me of my mom. We, we had this bird and um, this bird would talk and it would, my mom would, it would so obsess with my mom. Everywhere my mom would walk around the house, a bird would follow my mom. And my mom taught it to talk in it. And she would say, bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. <laughs> and I'm like, no way, this is crazy. So here I am, this bird is obsessed with my mom walking around and he, and my mom and she this bird is yelling even when I'm watching TV bubbles 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 I was like oh my god this is so annoying so I can totally relate to how Paul and Silas and how this psychic woman or this slave woman is saying these are the sons of the, of God these are the sons of God and just going and I'm thinking they're pulling out their hair yes it's true but woman <laughs> And so I'm like, I totally understand, Paul and Silas. I got your back right there. <laughs> and so, so here they are, Paul and Silas. They can't take it anymore. They're saying, okay, you know what? All right, I command you to live. Get out, woman. Get out. Get out, demon. Stop it. And then she loses her psychic powers. So, wow. <laughs> I'm like, good, about time. Luckily, uh, my, my little bird, the bird that was obsessed with my mom, my mom walked out of the door and the bird followed and flew away. And it was silence. That was how that demon got casted out. <laughs> so here I am. And um, so I'm just, I'm seeing even in this story is a, a perfect story of how even this psychic slave was telling the truth that Paul and Silas were sons of God. They were telling the, the truth. So can psychics be real? Yes. Yes, they can. Can false prophets be real? Yes. Can prophets be real? Yes. Can they also be wrong? Yes. But it's who we serve that you know if you're a true prophet or not. And so um, I remember my girlfriend, she, um, she told me a story about her mom. And um, her mom would go to these hand, hand fortune tellers at, at these temples. Because um, in my hometown, there's a whole bunch of like Hindu temples and all these things. So she went there and then... Um, this fortune teller, re palm reading her, my friend's, um, my friend's mom said, there's something wrong with your brain. Something's going to happen. And then two weeks later, her mom has a tumor. And, and so you, I really feel like you have to be really careful who you allow to speak over you. Because you know what? Sometimes if we allow wrong people to speak over us, it can happen. And so, what, well, what do you, when you hear the voice of God, this is so important, that when you hear the voice of God, you hear the voice of God, the plans that he has for you. But not only that, when you hear the voice of God and you activate and you step out in faith, you do miracle things. I remember this one time, um, God spoke to me, and uh, this was back in Bible school, and, and God kept, I kept hearing the name Amy, Amy, Amy. And we're driving around to the gym, we're going to the gym, and I said, Stephen, there's, I don't know about this lady, but I, I keep hearing the name Amy, and I must find her. 
I must find this Amy girl because God keeps saying her name over and over, and I feel like she's going to commit suicide tonight. I just felt that in my spirit. So here we are, traveling everywhere. We're going to Kmart. We're going to all these places. Like, I must find this Amy because God is speaking to me about this Amy. And so all of a sudden, I, I can't remember. I think we were at some drugstore, and I saw some worker, and I said, excuse me, do you know this? Do you know a girl named Amy? And she said, oh, that's my name. And she told me her and her boyfriend just broke up. And I said, thank you, God. And I gave her a hug. Thank you, God, that I stepped out in faith. Yeah, it's scary. I could have looked stupid. Never found the Amy. But I'm so grateful. It's like, I love you, God, that you could use me. And then I stepped out in faith and hearing your, hearing your word. This other time, I remember I was at Ross. And um, I was in this line, and this, this, the Lord said, you know, tell this lady in front of you that um, uh, her scarf is beautiful. I said, no, <laughs> her scarf is ugly. <laughs> I'm not going to tell her that. And then he, I just kept feeling into my spirit, tell this, this woman her scarf, is, her scarf is beautiful. And I, oh, fine, fine, fine. Excuse me. Your scarf is beautiful. And she said, thank you. And then she waits on the side as I pay. She got done paying. She waits on the side as I pay for my stuff. And then i you know, about to leave. She comes to me and gives me the biggest hug ever. I was like, whoa. Like, she was like in tears. And I'm like, God, what does this, why did that mean so much? And I guess her husband kept telling her how ugly her scarf was. And it was bringing her down. And I thought, wow. When you hear the voice of God, when you ask, and you practice, and you choose to activate, there are people all around you that you don't know what's going on in their life. Is it scary? Could you be wrong? Yeah, but I'm so glad that there are times I have looked stupid, but the times I have been right, thank you, Lord, that you used me. Because you never know you could save a life. And I'd rather look stupid and be wrong than be right and be able to save someone's life. So, I encourage everyone. Well, first of all, before you want to hear the voice of God, who wants to know this God who loves you unconditionally? Who, right here, every eyes closed, every head bowed, who wants to receive this Jesus that loves you unconditionally. So if you feel like this is who you want to know this Jesus who speaks to you, it's not a one-way communication, it's a both-way. If that's you, just slowly uh, raise up your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everyone in this room, pray after me. Father God, I receive you in my heart. Thank you for dying for my, for my sins and for loving me unconditionally. I declare heaven is my home. In Jesus' name. And right now, for the people that raised their hands, that when you say that prayer in your heart, 
It says in the Bible that in heaven, all the angels are rejoicing. All the angels are having a party. Because now you're up. You're, you're, with, you're with God. Welcome to the family. Thank you, God. And right now, if you're like, God, I'm ready to hear your voice. If you're ready to hear your voice, his voice, just close your eyes and just say, God, speak to me. Just give me quiet for a couple seconds. God, speak to me. It's just that simple. about the aspect of like people come in here we are open to God speaking and Sarah's saying like oh that person is this God's saying this Frank was over here shaking someone's head oh you know I'm so sorry to interrupt you but God's telling me to tell you this you know, when people come in this room they legit encounter God not in a creepy way 
you almost, I mean, that's the funny part about it. People think you gotta be creepy, you know, shake and bake, you know? <laughs> None of that, okay? It's seriously, the way she does it is so, the way that we, we've been taught is you have to just go to someone and say, hey, you know, I just feel, you don't have to say God, because someone's freaking people out, right? Hey, you know, I just feel like they tell you that X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, and it's gonna be okay. And they're gonna start crying like crazy. How'd you know my mom is in the hospital? How'd you know this is happening? How'd you, like, you know, I believe, then that's what she says, I believe in God. I don't know where you're at with that, but look, God's telling me to pray for your mom right now. And it's out of this world, out of this world. And there have been times where the Lord will speak to us. God said to us to give this much money to that person. Okay. But then just a mass overflow will come in later on. Okay, anytime God says that, let's do it. <laughs> it's funny because sometimes I'm like texting Angela at the casino. What's God say the number's going to be? You know? <laughs> Doesn't work like that, apparently. But anyways, but in the real, in the real, who wants to hear God's voice so clearly? The Bible says you don't have because you don't ask. It says, hey, yeah, that'd be cool. But if you really want it, you will speak. So come out this Thursday. But right now, everyone stand to your feet. That was a great word. I was encouraged. I don't hear God's voice enough. I only seek His voice from the casino. But I need to do more. Maybe that's why I win so much. Because God tells me, second 12. <laughs> Everyone close your eyes, bow your heads. Everyone just lift up your hands right now, please. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you. We bless your name, Father God. Lord, I pray right now that tonight everyone will encounter you, Jesus. And that, Father, we would know that we know that we know that there is a real God out there who speaks to us loud and clear, who knows us by our name, who knows the very hair on our head. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, you begin to speak to us. Speak to us loud and clear. And, Father God, this week, may we go out and may we, may we test you and that you would speak to us loud and clear in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.